Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Good. Well, I hope that's been more than just a bit of fun. As we've been thinking about the, the sower and the soils, it's, uh, it's significant that the word that is spoken is not just to those that are being saved, to those that are hearing the word for the first time, but it's also significant to every one of us as to how we respond to the word that God says to us. And uh, Tracy was saying to me, just before we, uh, I came up here, she was saying, whilst we were worshipping, the Lord showed me uh, a spade digging into ground and preparing soil. I thought, that's great, I'll go with that one. And, and there she is responding to what God was saying and encouraging us to do the same, to respond to the word that God says to us. Now, there are three types of soil before the good soil comes. The, the path, the seed never germinates. There's no understanding or connection at all with the word of God. There's the shallow soil. It's um, great in a, a Sunday meeting, but at 8 o'clock on a, a Monday morning, things are quite different. Or the thorns, too busy or distracted by uh, the things going on around for God's word to touch our hearts and make a difference. Now, those are three responses to the word of God, I'd like you to share with a person next to you which one of those three are the key one that you tend to fall into rather than responding to the word of God. Just have a minute, talk to the person next to you and say, these are the things that tends to happen with me. All right. Now, I'm going to have a, a little bit of a guess here. I'd say that 90% of us go for number three, the busyness, the things of life that get in the way. You know, it was no difficulty growing those weeds to go in amongst, uh, the, alongside the lettuce. They grew up <laughs> ever so easily. I just picked them out of the soil, dumped them in, and, and away they went ever so easily. Unfortunately, we get caught up in all those sort of things, don't we? The busyness and the troubles of life. But the good soil is spoken of in all three of the synoptic gospels. That's the, the Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in those uh, three versions, there are different things that are said about the good soil. And... Uh, in all of them, though, it says that we, the uh, seed stands for those who hear the word and understand it. So the first thing we need to do with the word that God brings to us is to seek to understand it and get to know what it says. And uh, 
it's very easy to read the words, particularly when you're familiar with them, and let them pass over. So we don't actually dwell on the things and allow them to take root in our hearts. And the encouragement of this in all three of those Gospels is, hear the word and understand it. And if you don't understand it, ask others. If you don't understand it, meditate on it. Ask God to reveal it one way or another so that we understand what God says and we're in a place then to be able to respond to it. In one of the versions, it says that the good soil stands for those who accept the message and produce a crop. Accept a message and produce the crop. God wants us not just to hear the word and understand it, but accept it into our hearts where it starts to make a difference. Now, I've sown lots of seeds, lettuce seeds, and we have a continual flow of lettuce at home, which is lovely. But there are quite a few that don't germinate because they're not really accepted by the soil. Somehow or another, they just don't work. And God wants us to accept what he has to say because that then makes a difference in our hearts. We can see the, the things that God wants to achieve in us growing up in us. And then there's a wonderful uh, passage in Luke. I wonder if I could just take my Bible and read this one because it's, um, it is rather lovely the way it's expressed. And Luke opens it up just a little bit more. The seed that fell on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Let's just look at those things. Noble heart. Noble is spoken of in the, in the dictionary as this. Excellent, admirable, have lofty ideals, free from pettiness or meanness. Now that says something about having a heart that's responsive to God, doesn't it? So a noble and good heart who hear the word, as we've said that occurs in all of them, but he retains it and by persevering produces the crop. So we retain the word. We make an effort to make sure the word stays in our heart and then we persevere, unlike the, um, the shallow roots, um, we persevere until we see a crop being formed. I think it's important that we see that every one of us can be responsive to the things God says. If you've never responded to the good news about Jesus, you've not responded to the salvation that he offers, perhaps today is the day to do that and be responsive. But I'd like, Elaine, to um, uh, have a, a chat with Libby right now and to show an, a practical example of responding to uh, God's word. 
so grateful to Libby sharing this because it's not easy to um, come forward and, and share something. But in the sharing of what God does in us, it sort of begins to produce even more. So maybe you'll have some thoughts of what God wants to share from you as well. Not putting you on the spot by any chance. <laughs> anyway, here we go, Libby. Thank you for starting us off. A few months ago, um, when the idea of um, having a site for a church and building a church in this town came up, I got really excited and I thought, that will really stretch our faith as a church. But then I just felt, well, that's the faith of the church. Don't worry about the church. What about you? Where's your faith? And then a little figure, well, a big figure came into my head, <laughs> a sizable sum of money. Okay, I'll do this. And it stayed in my head for many, many weeks. And around about that time, my garden was being re-landscaped and I would really loved a greenhouse. I'd wanted a greenhouse for ages. And that was also a sizable sum of money. And then around that time, I'd done the Hearing from God course and I was made aware there were things in my life that were inhibiting my growth as a Christian. And somebody suggested perhaps I should go for Christian, or I could go for Christian counselling. But the cost of that was another sum of money. And I was just one morning, sort of in my prayer time, sort of thinking, God, how do I do this? I would really love to meet that sum of money and be able to give it towards the building of the church. And there was no sort of lightning bolt or anything in my prayer time. But when I went downstairs, the post had come, and it was weird. There were two envelopes, and they were from the same company. And it was a company that I had made um, an investment in many years ago. And at the time, it was a small sum, and I was told, this will pay out dividends for a few years, but then it will come to a stop. And in my calculations, the stop should have happened about three or four years ago. And it was unusual to get two envelopes from the same company. Anyway, I opened the first envelope and there was a cheque and it matched the amount that I had in my head to be mm. able to give to the church building. <laughs> and the second cheque covered the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> earlier this week, when um, Elaine and Trevor asked me to share something... I talked it over with them, they said, that's okay, go ahead. But afterwards, I had serious doubts, and I wasn't very confident about it. And I thought, God, please can you give me some reassurance that this is the right thing to do? Perhaps some more correspondence from this company that very rarely gets in touch. And that's another chapter. And on Friday, there was an envelope through the door, and it was from the same company, and it was a really exciting note telling me I could go online and download their annual report. And I thought, okay, God, that's not very exciting, but I get the message, you know. And then yesterday, there was another envelope in the post from the same company, and the amount in it was the same as the amount that had come into my head to give towards the church building. Mm. And I just felt God was telling me, I'm a God without limits. I've yeah. got unlimited resources, just trust me. Yeah. 
<laughs> the response to God's word. It lay dormant in Libby for weeks, but niggled and niggled away, a bit like that seed in the soil. Let's what, what is dead be brought to life. And not only life, but abundant life, because it was then an abundance. Now, I just wondered if anybody else has got something different, not the same, not asking for a competition. Oh, I can do that. But, you know, a response to God's word that um, you just think, well, the Lord spoke this. It lay dormant, but then... I responded, it can be just a small thing, but to encourage us about how God speaks to us. And then that response. Thank you. Right, on Thursday, it was my birthday, and I saw my brother for lunch. Years and years ago, probably about 1997, my niece Rachel was virtually given up for dead, she had an aneurysm. And my then husband said I could go and be with her at hospital. So I went and I prayed and I felt God was saying it would be all right. What had happened, Robin, my brother, um, the surgeon had got out the, the book of words to see how to do the operation. And Robin said, what are you doing? And he said, so many people die. Before they, before they reached the operating table. And Rachel was grade eight in music, this, that, and all the rest, private education, had had a stroke and couldn't even say, K. and she was at Cardiff University. They did the operation. I thought she'd be all right. It was such responsibility. And I said, I think she's going to be all right. And she pulled through. And later, she went to French Hayes Hospital speciality for brain surgery and I went to see her and stayed and I said I think you're going to be out within a few weeks the nurses looked at me in absolute horror and the actually what I saw was terrible and she was out within about four weeks and she took a year out because her personality changed she reverted terribly and then she finished her degree in Paris She's now doing a PhD and delivering stuff. Had a heart valve replaced and moved on. Last November, I was in a dangerous place with a platelet count of one. And Stephen Taylor, an Archdeacon of Canterbury, said he'd pray for me. And when I told him it was my birthday, he said, you made it. anyone got something where God has spoken a word to them and they've taken hold of that word or he's brought it into fruition thank you okay Sam Sam I'm sure Go on, right so as most of you know I've only been back in church for the last year or so and uh, I'm going to London School of Theology to study worship and theology now, um, I used to play guitar when I was a kid, and then I got into taking drugs and stuff, so I stopped. And when I went up to London, I got the chance to like just talk about doing worship up there. And so I started playing guitar again. And over the course of January, I gave up a load of stuff, so gave up. Uh, so I'm really nervous. I'm not really speaking to a microphone and hear, hear my own voice. But, uh, 
Oh, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, I gave up listening to secular music. I gave up skating. And I felt God say to me, I want you to give up playing guitar as well. And I'm thinking, right, I've got my audition for LST in a couple of weeks. Like, you've got to be joking. I don't, really don't want to do that. But I was reading The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. And after he spoke that to me, the next paragraph said, oh, yeah, even our gifts and talents were alone from God. And we should acknowledge that he could take them away if he wanted to or something like that. And um, yeah, so I thought, all right, I'll do it then. And... A couple of weeks later, I was with my dad, and I was driving through Shirley, and I was going to put a deposit down on a tattoo, because I had 80 pounds in cash on me, and I never carry cash, and my dad said, oh, yeah, so um, you're going to save up for a new guitar then, and I said, nah, I just can't bother, it's too much money, I'll get, I'll get around to getting a cheap one from cash converters, and at that point in my life, I'd only ever wanted two guitars, and to talk in technical terms, one of them was a Fender Custom, tele yeah, Fender Custom Telecaster 72, <laughs> and uh, so literally words off, seconds after I said that we drove past a cash converter and it had one in the window for literally half the price of what it is in retail. So I thought, all right, I'll go in and I'll check it out then. So I did and the deposit was £86. So I put the £8 and yeah, £8 of cash that I had down. And then I went, uh, yeah, I was starting a new job a couple of days later and I knew that I wasn't going to be paid from it until the end of February. And this was, yeah, January. So it wouldn't be at least another six weeks before I could get it. And a couple of days before our payday, our work said, oh, we're going to pay you for the eight days' work that you've done, even though the cut-off date's already been. And so I went in on the end, for, uh, yeah, last day of January, and I bought the guitar outright because I could actually afford it at that point. So, yeah, only guitar, one of the only guitars I've ever wanted, and God gave it to me after giving up guitar for a month. So, yeah, yeah it's just a nice little story for you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> it's great to have stories, though. A response to God's word to give stuff up, and God gives it back with abundance. That's fantastic. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, so we've, uh, Freedom Youth have been at Source Survivor this week. Uh, we came back on Thursday, uh, still recovering. Um, but it was a really, really great time. And we saw some of the young people actually respond uh, to God's word, um, something that they'd heard. Uh, one was a, someone spoke about identity, uh, and many of them responded going, you know, I want, I want to make sure that my identity is in, in Christ, you know. And responding in a physical way, you know, going to get prayer. Uh, but also just through chatting for over lunch and over dinner. Um, yeah, it's a scary thing. And when you do it, it really plays out. So that was fun. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. Good. Shall we ask for the worship team to... Oh, Natalie. Well, we'll ask for the worship team to come back and we whilst Natalie's sharing. Time. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Always time. <laughs> Sorry, this is quite emotional. And um, growing up as a as a little girl and just into my womanhood, I always dreamed of having a little girl. Uh, it was really strong desire to have a little girl. And um, when I fell pregnant for the second time, we went for our twelve week scan, and the doctors took us into another room and said, "Look, she's only got an well, this baby's only got another probably three weeks left." Um, probably not going to survive and probably just going to die in the womb. Um, so you might as well just have a termination. And then week after week, we just went for scans, like wondering if her heart was still beating. And uh, each time it was, and then she had loads of problems. Um, but she was born, she had surgery. And cut a long story short, we had a, a two-year review the other day. She's yeah. developing like just a normal <laughs> little girl. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> perfect. <laughs> and, well, lead 
leading to worship. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for life. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.